Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Good evening, everyone, to King's Healing Room Tribe, to uh, Facebook listeners, our followers, our faithful followers. Um, <clears throat> we welcome you, Virtual Church, King's Healing Room. Wow, word on Wednesday. Uh, we are so, so appreciative of the time that you're taking. Um, I think it's important time uh, to study and to partake in the studying, the sharing of the word of God. Um, this is that same word that Jesus spoke to the woman at the well at Samaria. He said, if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst. If you uh, have some bread for you, you drink of this, eat of this bread, you'll never hunger. <clears throat> Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you for this grand opportunity to come before your throne of grace, seeking mercy in time of need. Father, we thank you for revelation. We, we, we thank you for, for, for unfolding the enfoldment of your word, for the sharing of your word that we may live thereby. Lord, I pray that you open up the spiritual eyes and ears of everyone listening, even for uh, uh, um, perpetual listening through uh, social media platforms 10 years from now, until 20 years from now, until the time of your return, um, that you open up the spiritual eyes and ears of your children, the children of obedience, that we shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Father, we thank you so much. We speak healing. We speak miracles simply by, by the word of God combined with our faith. The word of God does not change. Our faith can waver, but even an imperfect mustard seed Woo, is enough for a nail in the temple. We pray miracles through this time right now. We speak, uh, 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 we speak, we, we, we speak to the supernatural that, uh, 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 that prayers and desires and hopes and dreams that are hanging on the word of God come to pass in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. All right. Everybody give God praise right where you are. Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. We are going to uh, um, uh, this is actually part three because this is really our third week on getting into after the first week, uh, the Holy Spirit brought <clears throat> greater clarity and understanding. Um, so hence the the tripart, um, uh, the three-part series, the test, um, the tempt, or the temptation, and the triumph. All right, and so we're going to get into it. I do want to, I do want to um, uh, a few scriptures that were added. I didn't get that were not here last week for testing, and uh, and of course. 
um, by the first by the end of the first quarter of 2024, um, it is it is my desire that we'll be shifting everything, uh, all of our social media content, Facebook, um, YouTube, Instagram, that all of these platforms will be accessed through the King's Healing Room website, tkhrchurch.com, tkhrchurch.com. And, and, uh, and it is my desire that in, in live time, in real time, that we'll be able to field questions, we'll, we'll be able to share comments, um, uh, whether the technology exists for us to actually see each other uh, like FaceTime or Zoom or Google Meet, uh, but um, uh, I believe it's possible. Amen. If we can go to the moon, and and we've already we've already got metal and plastic on Mars, and man's trying to get to Mars. I think we can accomplish these small things. Is that all right? Continue to pray for us that God continue the King's Healing Room and ministries all around the globe, Bloodborne Ministries. Um, that according to the Great Commission, that are in the hedges and the highways and compelling our global neighbors to come into the Lord, to strengthen, to, 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 to strengthen and bring assurance to believers and then to convince and convict those that are unbelievers that there will come a time, saints, there will come a time that every knee shall bow, that every tongue shall confess. Let's do it now. Let's pray for our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our loved ones, our neighbors, our presidents of countries, congresses, all around. The, some of these are, are, are synonymous terms that, that can be swapped out for whatever the parliament, um, prime minister, uh, uh, our president, um, uh, parliament, our congress, our two houses of congress. Let's pray for these leaders. Um, Isaiah tells us to pray for the peace of the city you're in. Every time the children of Israel went into captivity, it's, it was God's job to change things around. It's God's, it's God's job to, you know, whether, whether former President Trump was in office because of God's hand or if he's in office again. God's had to, I've been silent on some things because God, I really had to go back, I really had to go back to the, I really had to go back to the drawing board and uh, and um, not go by what I see and what I hear, what we're all seeing and hearing. But ultimately, God said in Isaiah 45, he said, I am the creator of evil. <laughs> I create light and darkness. Don't, 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 don't forget that um, that I had my hand in some pretty wicked kings, Ahab in, in Israel, all throughout society the Hitlers of the world, the Idi Amin's, I'm talking about our, our generations and, and, and all before, um, God said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old hand at this. I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, I've kind of got some experiences with, uh, with, uh, Kings and Queens. Is that all right? And presidents and despots and, um, and, and, uh, dictators and pure madmen, um, and, and women. He said, I've, I've, I've got a little history. How much history do you have, Hill? Big, big zero. Big zero. But God said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. 
Keep your hand in my hand. Keep your faith in me. Keep your hope in me. Keep your eyes and ears open. He that hath an ear, let him or her hear what thus saith the Lord. And I will continue to guide my church, my bride, unto all truth. Is that praiseworthy? Amen. God bless you. We love you. Amen. Uh, it's not too late to reach out to someone. Um, a series like this is going to bring a lot of clarification, um, a lot of a, a deeper understanding of what we're going through. A loved one, we were talking last night and they were in a they were in a store and and long story short, someone asked them, um, they according to this person's observation, they looked a little disheveled and they had a few items uh, um, on their on their uh, that they were about to purchase and and this person just engaged you know hi how are you you know how's the weather and the person said oh I thought you were going to pay for my groceries now some of you may scuff and scoff at that and like you know a hustler whatever but the Bible does say we entertain angels and we don't know it and but something in her just kicked in and she said she said I sure will and to their shock, to their shock, uh, she paid for her items separately, and then so he could have so he could have his own receipt, and then the loved one paid for their pay, paid for their. Um, they exchanged hugs, and a, a prayer, a short prayer was given, and a promise that if I ever have an opportunity to be a blessing to you, then um, then you could count on me. But what are the chances of us seeing each other, you know? But here's the thing. What if that was an angel? What if that came as a test? What if that came to try this person? Then that means you will see this person again. It may be a different race. Maybe a different skin tone. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a flat nose, a narrow nose. Maybe big dog ears or little, or little, or little tiny baby ears. Maybe a different accent, even from a different country. But the God we serve is a God who's true to his promises. So we're going to, so um, I'm going to piggyback on try and, um, or test. And, uh, and, then we'll, and then we'll get to, to temptation. You really got to put on your spiritualizing ears. I pray for you. I've been praying for you all day. Everyone listening, um, that your spiritualizing ears will be opened. And and uh, so so to end this story, um, uh, uh, the loved one said there was something about that moment. Sub in my mind, I'm, I'm there's a cashier. There's this loved one. There's the customer that was behind her that that they engaged in conversation. And there were a few other people in the line. So maybe a total of four or five people. And and but in. In their mind, they perceived that this was a test. And they told me, they said, Pastor, they said, at this moment, I said, God, I don't want to fail this test. You've given me, you, I don't want to fail this test. I don't want, if it's in my, if it was within my means to do it. The Bible says, ask, you have not because you ask not. This gentleman asked. And his re, his request was granted 
and this person, we, we, we talked for almost an hour on this, on this subject. On, on this subject, Jared and I were out last week. I was getting <clears throat> empanadas and um, uh, Deacon Howard and um, in a similar situation came up and, and I said, wow, that is so crazy because I, I just, I didn't have the same visceral response in my spirit that you had that this, that right now in real time, 2.0, real time, that this is literally a test to trying my faith. Uh, um, uh, but I said, let's, let's link our experiences together and so close together within, within a week or so. And, uh, um, but we're going to go through some things, but remember a test always, uh, a, 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 let me put it this way. Uh, a, 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 a past test always has a reward. Or else we wouldn't stick. We wouldn't stand our children so hard. How do you get from eighth grade to ninth grade? How do you get from fourth to fifth? How do we have the ceremonies from from uh, pre-K to first grade? From first grade, what is it, but maybe fifth or sixth grade? You know, graduating to the next grade. Uh, Kari, um, uh, uh, Sister Kiera's uh, son, one one of her sons, Sister Sister uh, uh, Elder Yvonne, uh, Bonnie's grandson. We got the text last week. That his team came in was second or third place in the state. All right. Now they may have failed the ultimate test in the last game, but they passed a lot of tests along the way. The other thing that tests come to do is it comes to evaluate the teacher. It, 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 it comes to it comes to evaluate it comes to 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 inform the teacher or inv- evaluate the teacher on where the student needs help. And then when you get that grade, pass or fail, then the student, then the student has an honest, uh, hopefully unbiased, I'm talking about man now, mankind, hopefully unbiased review of the test. And since God is fair, when God tests us, all right, he, he comes to test us, all right? Second uh, uh, Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, humble themselves, seek my face. If you meet these requirements, he said, then I will hear from heaven. That's the review. Did you pass that test? Did you humble yourselves? Did you pray? Do you, do you respond to God when he says, I want you to fast this morning? I want you to put down the coffee for this morning. I woke up this morning in my prayers, my, my, uh, med, my medications, 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 p.m. medications. And I went to turn on my laptop, catch up on some news, ESPN, last night's basketball game. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for dialysis. And something just, just gently nudged my, 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 my soul and, and said, just, 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 just be in silence for a minute. Are, are we... Are we when, when these tests come, when, when these little, do we pass the test when, 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 when God's nudging us ever so silently, ever so softly? Like the prophet Elijah, sometime we're waiting in the cave. Okay, the cave is kind of a weird place. Light only comes in from one way. There's only one way in and there's only one way out. All right, and oftentimes a cave can be so deep, you don't know who's actually in the cave with you. 
All right. Cave is a weird experience. Maybe that's something we should talk about a little bit later. King David, well, he wasn't king at that time. King Saul was asleep in a cave and David on the run came in, got through some spider webs and cut a piece of the garment of King Saul's garment. And then in the morning went on the mountaintop and yelled for King Saul and said, I could have killed you last night. He said, that's just how, but my God spared your life. So I think a cave, I think that'd be some interesting uh, studies, maybe Bible study to talk about caves, all right? But what I'm getting at is the prophet was in a cave and he was looking for God in the earthquake. He was looking for God in the thunderstorm. He was looking for God in the nor'easter. He was looking for God in the hail and the lightning. But God came in a still, small voice. All right, are we, are we, are we that now? This morning, I haven't always heeded that voice. I've missed it. Come right in and don't even give my spirit enough time to even wake up. And I got to have the TV on. I have the radio on. All right. And I know I'm the only one. All right. God bless you. Let's, uh, um, um, I hope you can hear me okay. Everything's well. Let, let, us, let us go in. Last week, we left off on Hezekiah and trying. All right. The test. And I want to, that this will segue us into temptation. All right. Remember a test or try to be tried. All right. There's, there's a few things going on. All right. Satan doesn't try you. All right. And let me say this as I move along. Oftentimes, because there's so many different writers in the Bible, there's so many different, as they were called then, scribes. Today we would call them, imagine a court reporter. All right. Mother Hill, um, when we were when we were little, uh, 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 Mother Hill was a Mother Hill knew shorthand, and she probably still does. And um, and Mother Hill would just a little fun for us that she'd write in shorthand, all right. And um, that's what that's what court uh, recorders write in. I mean, you see in the courtroom that little machine. It almost looks like a almost looks like a calculator with a tape on it. Yeah, uh, or like a cash register with the with the tape rec- with the receipt. That's a shorthand typewriter, and there's yelling, there's quietness. Sometimes people are they're talking and they're sobbing in the courtroom, and sometimes we can't quite understand it. But that's a trained position, and the reason they're able to to uh, the the reason they're able to keep up and record efficiently, proficiently, and accurately. It's because they're using a whole nother type of language. Is that all right? And then it has to be transcribed for the judge or for reporters or for the jury. The jury may come back out and say, remember day five of the trial? This was said. We, we, need, a, we, need, a, we, we, we need a transcription. And the clerk will go in and transcribe what was written in shorthand into long, what we call longhand is what we learned A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q. No. Okay. So we left off at Hezekiah to try. So there are many scribes, there are many writers, and and uh, and so especially the New Testament. You have a lot of Greek words that um, that are synonymous 
with other words. So the word try, um, and we're going to get into this when we get into temptation. So you have the word try and tempt in the same scripture. And when you go to the Greek and Hebrew, they're, uh, when you go into the, they're different, they're, they're, they're different meanings, but they're very subtle. All right. So just for the sake of simplicity, because I'd rather you spend time getting the gist of this, then, and you can go back in your own study and study the Greek and Hebrew and study those more theological ramblings. But tonight, I want you to catch the spiritual, spiritual ramifications. Is that all right? All right. God cannot be tempted, nor can he tempt any man. It's not that he will or he won't. He simply cannot. God is not a man that he should lie. God just can't lie. Sometimes that's so hard to wrap our heads around. God simply cannot lie. He cannot lie. In the same sense, God cannot deceive you. In the same sense, God cannot tempt you. It's not a matter of he can, but he just won't because he's a gracious God. He simply cannot. God does not have the ability to sin. Whoa, come on. Y'all, come on. That's why Christ, that's why we needed a sacrifice that was God incarnate, but was wrapped in a dirt tuxedo. That we needed a sacrifice that had the power and the essence of the Godhead, but yet had the frailties of flesh. Whoa. So that it could be proven to us that you can, that if this spirit that I came through the Virgin Mary, I give the spirit to you to lead and guide you unto all truth. But I lived 33 years in the same flesh that you were born in of your, of your mother's womb to prove or to test, <laughs> come on, that you too can make it just in case you slip up, just in case you sin as a new believer. I, the same one, who passed all the tests, who was tempted on all like manner, but no sin, but did not sin, no guile or no deceit was found in him. So God's not saying, I, I, God's not saying, I, uh, uh, I, I didn't sin for 33 years, but he deceived us because maybe he did a little sin over here. No guile, the word gal, but it's the word deceive. Adam to God. The woman you gave me beguiled me. The woman you gave me deceived me. That was the second lie. The first lie was Satan to Adam and Eve. The second lie was God, was Adam telling God, the woman you gave me deceived me. And like, I was right there. I saw, I saw whatever it was, fruit, vegetable, asparagus, whatever it was they ate. I was right there. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, my good friend. My good friend, my good friend. Uh, yes, 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 yes. God bless you, Brother Sid. Brother Sid, bless you, bless you. Junior, oh my gosh. Shantasia, are you here too? Are you here? I saw you last week. I saw you on last week. Oh, that's my beautiful niece. Love you so much. Love you so much. You're always in my prayers, Shantasia. Always in my prayers. I'm thinking of, of uh, you and, and Sid. And your children, God bless you. Love you. Thank you for popping in. Uh, all right. Let me get myself together. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail 
off of Hezekiah and tempt. And as I read this, y'all turn with me because then you can mark these in your Bible. All right. And you're going to be able to see over the years. And maybe you're in a situation right now. Wow. This is why my prayers aren't answered. This is why it seems like God's not even here. Like I'm crying out. I'm bellowing. I'm screaming. I'm, I'm anyone, even anybody who will listen. But it's like heaven is shut, heaven, heaven's doors. 2 Kings 20, verses 12 through 19. 2 Kings 20, verses 12 through 13. And then we're going to switch to 2 Chronicles, the 32nd chapter. But this is just, this is just concerning King Hezekiah, the grandson of King David. King Hezekiah was the grandson of, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, King David. In your study Bible, your Dakes or your Thompson chain, or um, if you have a study Bible and it has little chapter headings, um, at this at verse 12, it, it may say something like, Hezekiah boasts of his wealth, or, or, or King Hezekiah opens up his treasures. All right? At that time, Berakah Balahan the son of Balahan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. These were ambassadors. These are what the, the, uh, the, um, the, the envoy or the ambassador, for lack of word, um, um, uh, um, uh, from the United States has been the head envoy, the head ambassador has been going back and forth to Israel um, weekly um, to continue to negotiate uh, for both sides. All right, so we're seeing that in real time. Verse 13, And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment and all the house of his armor. That means what? That means that's where all of his bullets were. That's where all of his nuclear weapons were, um, um, and all of that was found in his treasures, his bank accounts, his 501c3, um, his mutual funds, all right, his, his uh, Schwab account, all right? There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, he's king that Hezekiah showed not the envoys from Babylon. Babylon represents confusion. So you let confusion in. You didn't just let them in, but you showed them everything you have. 14. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said unto him, What, what said these men? And from whence did they, uh, where, where did they come from? And Hezekiah said, They are from a far country, even from confusion or Babylon. Are you following me? And he, Isaiah said, what have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, all the things that are in mine house have, I, have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. This is verse 16. I hope you're following me. Listen to what, listen to what I, listen, 
Listen to what the prophet Isaiah said. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Now, why if I, if Isaiah if if Hezekiah was doing something wrong, y'all got to track me on this. Put a G, put a GPS pin, drop a GPS pin right here. Uh, this is a G. This is this is a geolocation. If Hezekiah was doing something wrong in letting ambassadors come in and seeing what a treasure, if, the reason it's a treasure is because you're hiding it. If it wasn't a treasure, it, it'd be out on Front Street. But you're treasuring it because you're you're hiding something in your heart, a thought or a loved one or 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 a, a picture, a lack of hair from a loved one, uh, uh, or maybe a memento. You lock it away because to you it's a treasure. You don't treat it any kind of way and you don't let people see it. You put it away. That's what makes it something a treasure. 17. Behold. So so if Hezekiah was doing something wrong, why didn't God speak then? Why didn't God stop him in his tracks and say, um, uh, why are you sleeping over here? Oh, can I make it to the 21st century? Oh, why, 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 why are you gambling over here? Why, why, why are you taking your paycheck and, and why are you on DraftKings? Why are you on Amazon.com with your rent money or your National Grid or your Thomas Edison, wherever you may be? Hmm. How come God doesn't often stop us when we're, when the thought comes to tell a secret that was told to you in private? But now you're at the, in a public setting, or even to someone who was not privy, and it's, it's, it's what we call gossip, <laughs> right? And and or even if it's a truth, gossip can be the truth, but it shouldn't come out of your mouth. It came into your ears as a trust, but it shouldn't come out of your mouth as a distrust. Are you still tracking me? Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store this day, generational wealth, King David, I just told you, King David was a grandfather, shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. Satan, Babylon, you go to Revelation, Babylon, the, the great whore of Babylon. Babylon rides on one of the horses. Babylon plays a role all through the entire Bible. And it's always in a negative sense. All right. Um, the Tower of Babylon, um, uh, God confused the languages. And that's where we get the word Babel from, Babylon. So they couldn't, so Nimrod, Nimrod, the grandson of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of um, Adam and Eve could not, they desired to build a temple that would reach the heavens. And they, God said, if we, let, if we leave them alone, they're going to figure it out. They're going to brick upon brick, mortar, nails, glue, Spit, <laughs> you know, blood, sweat, and tears. They're going to build a temple, all right? And I'd like to share some other information on that later on, because even today, a man can't build a, anything that reaches the heavens. But what man can do is man can do things, uh, they can accomplish things in their heart that is such a great feat, that is such a great accomplishment, that in their hearts, they feel like, I am God. Because I went to the moon. Can y'all see this? Because I 
Yeah, because I, and I'm just thinking great, uh, uh, great accomplishments of men. All right. And in their hearts, they become God. Who does this sound like? Does it sound like Lucifer? All right. So, so um, of course, the Tower of Babel couldn't physically reach the heavens. But man, once man loses sight that all revelation, all knowledge, all gifts come from God, and when man begins to internalize mankind, that I did this, I did this, then we're building a tower. And God said, let me confuse the languages. And of thy sons, 18, uh, that shall issue from thee, that you will be born, sons and grandsons, great, great grands, which thou shall beget, shall they take away Babylon and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. I know all my brothers just got, just got goosebumps when they said that she'll be eunuchs. But once again, Satan wants to, one of his goals is to stop the reproduction process. We just read it right here. I will take your sons and I will make them eunuchs. I won't kill them because they're, because they, they're labor. They can, they can be slaves. But I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I'm trying to be sensitive here. I will remove their reproductive organs, their, 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 uh, their, the members of their reproductive organs. Amen. And so that they cannot reproduce. All right. Well, two men cannot reproduce. Two women cannot reproduce. Mm, a horse and a donkey make a mule, but a mule and a mule can't make anything else. It cancels out the reproductive process. A lion and a tiger. I was just watching a video the other night on a liger. How many of you know what a liger is? Uh, just, just, just put some emojis on the screen or, 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 or hit four or five of those hearts um, uh, or thumbs up if you know what a liger is, L-I-G-E-R. It is, it is, it is when man makes a uh, a, a uh, when through selective mating, a lion and a tiger mate, and a what the 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 um, uh, when they when 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 they um, uh, uh, when they mate when they have sex, what is produced is a is a mix between a lion and a tiger, and they are huge. You can Google it after tonight. Google Liger, L-I-G-E-R. They are, they're, they're like the size of small zebras. I mean, they are huge. They are huge. The head of a Liger is like the size of the of a, of a, of a front end of a, of a small car. But guess what? Two Ligers cannot produce another Liger. So you can only mess with God's word too much. Genesis 1, chapter 1 multiply, reproduce. This is a gift and a commandment from God. All right. And he made it pleasurable so that within the Garden of Eden, that within his commandments, they're pleasurable. Jesus said, my burdens are easy. I can't. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to get it right. He said, my, but my burdens are light. All right. So. 19, 
Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord. Now he recognizes I messed up, which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and trust be in my days? He's like, because I did this thing, now you're telling me that my seed is going to be cut off. Literally or figuratively. Uh, my sons and grandsons and great grand so many generations down, they're going to become eunuchs. My seed is literally going to become, I want, my seed won't be able to reproduce. My wealth is going to be taken. So that's generational wealth and generational seed. The family name is going to be cut off. It's going to be blotted out. All because he failed a test. What was that test? Second Chronicles 32 and 31. Here's the test. And then we're going to move into temptation. Here's the test. Second Chronicles 32 and 31. Write this down. I'm, I'm giving you a second to turn to it. All right. Because I, I, I pray that that this really sparks your own internal private Bible study or get a group within here and just like, you know what, let's meet for coffee. Let, let's go to Dunkin Donuts or let's go to uh, let's go to Starbucks or, or, let, or, you know, let's meet at our kitchen table. And, uh, you know, bring, you bring your study guides and Bible and I'll bring mine and let's just sit down. Let's let's flush out this thing on 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 uh, on uh, testing and temptation. All right. Second Chronicles. The 32nd chapter, verse 31. Read there, it starts out with how be it. Three words called cognate, just smashing three words together. How be it. Nobody uses the Queen's English. How be it that I would love a strawberry shortcake uh, with whipped cream and uh, pure vanilla ice cream in the middle of a snowstorm? How be it, I'm trying to drop some hints to somebody, yo. How be it in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon? We just read it. Where do these men come from? They're ambassadors of Babylon. They represent Babylon. Apostle, fivefold ministry, is a type of ambassador for God. Howbeit in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land. The king of Babylon sent ambassadors, representatives to go to King Hezekiah because even his father, even his grandfather David had done, well, King David, we know his accomplishments. But King David had a son, the successor to the throne. His name was, his, 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 his name was Solomon, <laughs> known as one of the wisest men that ever lived. Hezekiah's wealth and his wisdom was so great that the queen of Egypt came down just to see if the things that she heard, there was no internet, there was no YouTube, there was no Instagram, all right? There was no www.worldwideweb. She said, his, his reputation, he said, I want to see it for myself. And the queen of Ethiopia 
came down just to check out, just to see if, it, what, it, if, if what it says is true. So now King Hezekiah gets all of this wealth. His, his, his reputation precedes him. Howbeit in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him, unto King Hezekiah, the ambassadors to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land. Listen to this. We're reading the same scripture. God left him. This is all from the King James. I love it. Just the purity, the simplicity of the King James. You can read other verses, other versions, but I love the King James. Like in this, everything we're doing tonight, almost all is from the King James. God left him in the business of the ambassadors of confusion. God says, I'm not the author of confusion. So how be it in the business? I'm going to put my name in it because I don't want to offend you. But let's, 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 talk about, let's talk about December 2023 and where we're living right now. In the business of Brian, Satan has sent ambassadors on his behalf to check out the wealth that God has given me the wealth that God has given you through his son, Jesus Christ. First Corinthians, all the promises in God are yea and amen. We are all rich according to, according to his riches in glory. I mean, we can go on and on about the wealth that we have. You can get stuck on what's in your bank account because that can come and go. Former President Donald Trump, his bank account, money's going out of it. He doesn't have a hole in his bucket. He's, his, his, his bucket is the hole. <laughs> his bucket is the hole. All right. Uh, uh, um, uh, wealth comes and goes. People file for bankruptcy all the time. 1,700, I believe it's almost close to 1,800 millionaires are newly minted every day in the United States. Let me say that one more time. Every day in the United States, 12 midnight last night, coming up on 12 midnight tonight. When, 12, when 11.59 p.m. tonight, when the clock strikes 12 midnight, 1,800 millionaires will have been newly minted in the United States every day. That's about the average between 17 and 1800 millionaires are made every day are certified millionaires every day in the United States. Every single day. But how staggering are the numbers of those that, that, that will file for bankruptcy five years from now. Wealth comes and goes material wealth, but the wealth that's, in our hearts and our minds and in our souls. That's the wealth. That's the wealth that will cause these words to be uttered from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Huh. God left him to try him. That he, God, might know all that was in his, Hezekiah's heart. So let me read this again. Let me do a little hit. Heal International Translation. So in the affairs of the ambassadors, um, um, the representatives 
of the kings of Babylon, confusion. Um, they were sent to King Hezekiah to inquire, to ask, to look into uh, the wonder, um, the beauty, the reputation that was done in the land, in the land of Israel under King Hezekiah, under his, under his father, uh, um, Solomon, and under his grandfather, King David. In all of this business, God left him, God left Hezekiah to try him. Well, God, if you knew I needed money, if you knew I was desperate, I've been asking you for three weeks. I needed, I needed this, I needed that. And now somebody comes along and says, well, you know, if you just, if you just let me use your car for a half hour, well, you know, this is, you know, he's your family, you know, he's a drug dealer. And, and, and he, and he told you six months ago that the, that the feds had all of his, they had, they were watching his house. They knew all of his cars. So now he wants to use your car. He said, man, I'll give you $500. And we're like, oh my God, Lord, that's what I needed. You knew I needed, thank you. Well, why didn't the Holy Spirit check you? What was in you should have checked you. Maybe that's the test. God said, the poor shall always be with you. Proverbs 18 and 17, 18, 19, 19, 18, says, he that giveth to the poor lendeth unto God, and God shall repay him. Here's a test. Ruth, her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law gives her, gives her very specific instructions. They came back to Israel with nothing. Um, uh, both, uh, uh, both, her, both her sons had died. Oprah, you know, Oprah's in the Bible. Oprah's been around a long time. Uh, Oprah said, nope, I'm out. But, 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 but Ruth said, I, I'm, I'm sticking with you. You're like a mother to me. You're all I know. I don't, ha I don't have a husband. I don't have any land here. Took him back to Israel. She was later named Mara because Mara means bitter. Ruth's mother-in-law came back to Israel once again with nothing. No husband, no, no sons. She had no wealth. But she told Ruth, go into the field of my kinsmen and go into the corners of the field where you can glean because under Israeli, under the Mosaic law, if you had a cornfield, you have an oat field, you had to you had to go, you had to harvest it in a circle. But you had to leave the four corners alone. And in the evening, the poor could come into your field and legally get corn, get. And that's when when Ruth, when Boaz saw Ruth, Ruth was in a beggarly position. She was in a poor position. And she was in the she was in the part of the field where that's why he said, get, take your apron. And he told his men, he said, nah, he saw her and he loved her. But it was, he was also obeying the law of the land. Take her apron, open it up, and fill as much as she could take back with her. Whoa. So these are commandments that God has given us. All right? God's not always going to force you to give to the poor. God's not going to always make you or remind you what the word that we should already have in us. Our compunction, our, our, our newborn 
uh, creation, the guilt, the, the, the Holy Spirit leading and guide us, guiding us. We know what's wrong when we do it. We know something's kind of off when we're, you know, so God could easily corral us. God could easily, God could have stopped, God could have caused the caravan of the ambassadors of uh, Babylon to run out of gas. He could have caused them to have a flat tire. And King Hezekiah's like, well, where are y'all? Where? He said, oh, you know, uh, the, the jet ran out of fuel. Private jet ran out of fuel. And we're going to have to reschedule. And now in the two weeks, Hezekiah's like, you know what? Thank you, Lord, because I really shouldn't have been doing that anyway. Th- thank you for, but what if God doesn't intervene like that for you? And God literally leaves you. I wish I had some, I wish I could, re- I wish I could, le- I'm not going to lean in and start reading comments, but I really want us to, I really want us to be honest with ourselves. Now, given this information, God left King Hezekiah to try him. That he got, he got, I'm breaking it down, so there's a lot of pronouns here. Um, uh, um, so God left him, so in a pure sentence, grammatical, you know, sixth grade English. Let's break this let's break part B of the sentence down. God left him, him is Hezekiah, to try him. The second pronoun, him, is Hezekiah. So God left Hezekiah to try Hezekiah comma, but then it switches back to pronouns, that he, now this he should be a capital he, God, that God might know all that was in his, who's the his again, now we're switching back pronouns, Hezekiah, so let me read it like this, God left Hezekiah to try Hezekiah, that God might know all that was in Hezekiah's heart. Once again, let, let, let me make this to me so no one's offended. But have the audacity, have the nerve, have the faith to insert your name in here as I read this. God left Brian to try Brian. I can't tell you how many. I, it, it's, you, you don't even have to have empathy. You, I, don't even, I shouldn't even have to convince you how many times. I've been in emergency waiting rooms or prep rooms ready to have, knowing that when I come out of this surgery, something that I was born with, something that was in my mother's womb from the, from the time of my conception, not 12 weeks later, not 20 weeks later, that's not, that's, that, that's, no, that's not conception. At the time of conception, when the male sperm, when the male sperm enters in, uh, 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 penetrates the female egg, m- m- many surround the female egg. When the woman is uh, is is a uh, um, uh, old word, I, ca- I can't think right now. Uh, I'm gonna mess it up. Uh, 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 Overlading, but I know I'm not going to mess it up. And the one sperm that actually penetrates and delivers the DNA and these two DNA mixes, the Bible considers, God considers that conception. Now that is a living soul. And that living soul is the accumulation, is the next step 
of, 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 of Genesis 1. And God created both male and female. Both male and female, he created them. Genesis 2, God formed man out of the dust of the ground, but God created both male and female in the spirit. And now when a child is born, that is the flesh clothing this fetus. Not when you are born. But God left Brian to try Brian. I can't, I can't, I I shouldn't have to convince you because I know you've called out to God in times of need. Sometimes you've heard from him, sometimes you haven't. Sometimes he answered your prayer, sometimes he didn't. Sometimes you didn't realize until two years later, oh, God actually did answer. It just wasn't the way I wanted it to. But sometimes just flat out, God just doesn't answer you. He hears you. God doesn't have tendonitis. God doesn't have hearing issues. God hears you. But he's God. He can respond if he wants to. Not, but he always has a plan for you. God left Brian to try Brian. That God might know all that was in Brian's heart. Now, before we go into tempt, check this out. 15 years earlier, 15 years earlier, that same Isaiah that came to King Hezekiah and said, what did you just do? Do you realize what the damage you've just done? 15 years earlier, that same Isaiah was given permission to come into Hezekiah's sickbed. The same report that the Babylon that the king of Babylonian had received that King Hezekiah was sick. But now he's recovered and they wanted to check it out. Remember, there was no internet, there was no cell phone, there was no AT&T, there was no Verizon. You just, you just couldn't pick up a tel- cell phone and say, I'm better. It took probably that much time for the word to get back to Babylonia that Hezekiah had recovered. But that same prophet Isaiah came into Hezekiah's sickbed. Hmm. And his report was, I know you've never heard this passage before. God said, get your, get your house in order. Get your 45 to life together. Get your last will and testament together. Get your living will, DNR, do not resuscitate. Get your estate planning together. Get your life insurance papers current. Because God's going to take your life. And in that moment, Hezekiah turned to the wall. And he gave God a list of things that he had done. And he said, God, if you just spare my life. Hmm. Woo. The Bible says that before Hezekiah had gotten out of the outer court, uh, uh, kings had an inner court and an outer court. By the time he had gotten out, he hadn't even got outside of the tennis court. He hadn't even got outside of the basketball court. He, was, he, was, he hadn't even got to the driveway. He hadn't even got to the mailbox yet of the long winding driveway. And Hezekiah, King Hezekiah called his man and said, go, go, go back and get Go, go back and get and go go back and get Isaiah. No, no, I'm sorry. God, God answered him. 
You got to check this out. I, I, I couldn't go back into temptation without bringing this out fully forward. I, we just ran out of time last week. We went over a little over last week. God tells King Hezekiah, get your house in order, get your business in order, because you're going to die. You're in my grip. You're in my hand. You're in my hand. You're going to go to paradise. Paradise was one of the five compartments in hell. And that's where, that's where believers went on the blessed hope of Jesus Christ. But before Christ came, they still had to go to hell. That's why when Christ died in the three days, he went to hell. He said, one of the things he did was he set the captives free. King David, Rahab, chapter 11, uh, Hebrew tells us, uh, chapter 12, I think. It's called the Hall of Faith, not the Hall of Fame like the NFL, but the Hall of Faith. And he said, and Rahab was there. Rahab, the prostitute, who showed favor to the two spies of Israel. Woo! She let down a, a red rope when they came back to let them know this is a safe house. And God said you were converted. But they had to go to hell. But they were in a safe place called paradise. That's where paradise comes from. Hmm. My God. God told Isaiah, I'm going to answer his prayer. He just turned his head to the wall. Go back in and tell him, I've just added 15 years to his life. I want y'all to catch this here. Catch this. This isn't too deep. This isn't deep stuff. The Bible reveals it. It's just spread across, you know, four or five different scriptures. But I'm, I'm bringing them all into one place now so, you, so, so we can get the one story from, 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 different, from different passages. He goes back in. It says, God answered your prayer. I hadn't even got out of the driveway. I was still in the cul-de-sac. I was still in your neighborhood. God said, tell the king I've added 15 years to his life. Now, I want you to catch this. If Hezekiah was able to celebrate death that he may live at the appointed time of death. Now, I don't know. It could have been a test. I don't know. But if Hezekiah had died when Isaiah told him he was going to die, his reputation, his family name, his children's 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 children would have been intact. His generational wealth would have been intact. But because he prayed and God answered his prayer, now, some 15 years later, some odd later, now, God does not, God leaves his heart. And Hezekiah fails miserably. And look, we just read the ramifications. His sons would be carried off as eunuchs, no doubt his daughters. And by that mean, we mean generational, would have become slaves in a harem or or just slaves, period, working in the fields. And his wealth, his treasures, everything that he showed, Babylon would be carried off. But if Hezekiah had allowed God's plan to go forth, he would have died. He would have been celebrated. He would have been buried as a king. He would have gone down in the annals of history as a righteous king that loved God and his wealth would have endured for generations and generations. But because 15 years were added to his life, 
and he failed the test when God left him to try him to see what was in his heart. Now, he may have died saved. He may have died full of the Holy Spirit. But his children's children, his grandchildren were left with nothing. His, his first generation children were left with nothing. Ten generations later, left with nothing. Saints, let's pass these tests. What is, what is, our, what is our flesh, what is it worth to our flesh to fail these tests? And if and when we do, let us be quick to ask God forgiveness and to restore us. All right. God bless you. Any questions or comments? Um, and of course, don't text me now on my phone. I'm not, I'm not looking at it. But, but um, real quick before we leave, 1 Corinthians 3 and 13. 1 Corinthians 3 and 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. God tries. Our flesh tempts. Mm-hmm. When we get into temptation, we're not even going to bring up the devil too much. We're not going to bring up Satan too much. The Bible says a man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Mm-hmm. The old man. That's why, we got, that's why we got to do something with the old man. We got to die to it daily. As Romans tells us, that the fruits of the Spirit may live and that the members of this flesh may die. Every man's work, 1 Corinthians 3 and 13, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire of God shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Is it hay? Is it wood? Is it metal? Is it steel? Is it, is, is, did, I, did I do a good deed? Maybe, maybe a person asked for food. Did I want to be seen by people? doing a good deed, or did I do it privately? The New Testament, Luke, speaks of two men, one Pharisee, ashy, beard all pulled out, all crusty eyes, you know, lips like Chris Rock, (laughs) right? Can I get a sesame seed? Can I, how much is one sesame seed, right? Uh, 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 I forgot the movie that that uh, that um, uh, Wesley Snipes he was the drug kingpin, and 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 and, um, and uh, uh, Chris Rock pr- played played a, a a young man addicted to crack cocaine, begging, crusty, dirty, smelly. But the other publican, he just simply lifted up his head to the Lord. He tilted his head. He lifted up his head to the Lord in his arms. He said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I acknowledge it. God said to him, was accounted more than the publican who walked around piously wanting everyone to see how righteous he was. There's a lot of ways we get tested. There's a lot of ways God tests us. There's a lot of ways God tries us. We should all endeavor to be more private. 
what I mean by that in our giving, in our, in, in our, in our alms, A-L-M-S, in our giving, no matter what. Right? Boast of the Lord, not of our own selves. All right? Because you don't, when God leaves us, we, when God leaves us to see what's in our heart, we, we want to make sure that the fire burns off all the dross, burns off everything that we don't need. But what's left is the righteousness of our hearts. 1 Peter 4 and 12. 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange. We love the scripture, don't we? Don't we? But can we quote the whole thing? Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. All right. Remember I said earlier, there's some words that are interchanged and they kind of means kind of the same thing, some subtle differences. The word trial is the same thing as try. It can simply read concerning the fiery trial that is to, that is to try you. When you, um, uh, when you go to court, you are, when you go to trial, all right, you don't plead out. You don't, you don't, you plead innocent. You don't plead out and get a plea bargain. All right. But you plead innocent and you choose a trial either of 12 men and women of your peers or a trial by a judge or a panel of judges. All right. But you choose a trial. All right. And when the verdict comes down and it's on CNN, what do they say? Uh, Such and such was tried and found guilty. Such and such was tried and the verdict was innocent. So you went to trial and a verdict, you were tried and found innocent or guilty, right? Or no, right? All right. Uh, Or a locked jury will come back and do it all again. So there's some interchangeable terms here. Uh, First Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Hezekiah, this wasn't strange. This wasn't new. God's been trying you as king all your life. When you were four years old, watching your grandpappy, watching your pappy, watching, watching all these kings before you, reading the Torah before you. The, the, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuter- uh, 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 Numbers, Deuteronomy. You were raised reading these things, reading the Torah. You know, you know the trials and tribulations that what you're about to inherit, Israel and the national God of Israel, uh, uh, Yahweh, um, uh, first known as Elohim, the all-existing God. All right. He tells us that he's trying us. Why do you think, why do you think it's strange, Brian, when God doesn't answer your prayer, but yet you must go through with a thing? Days leading up to surgery, the prayers, the fasting. I don't, I don't want to be too insensitive and, and God bless my family. That's that's all listening because it's still very traumatic for us. And the King's Healing Room and our loved ones. So much prayer. I know it did so much prayer. So I, crying out to God went uh, 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 leading up to the amputation of my left leg. No doubt, my mother, their family members that, Lord, let it be me. I did it for my daughter. Lord, I, I've, I've lived a life. I've been through, I, I, I don't even need anymore. I don't need a Benzo. I don't need a, Ro- I, I don't need a Rolex. I have two Rolexes. I've given them away. 
I, I've, I've had Rolexes. I've, I've literally given them away. I've been gifted one Rolex. I was gifted to me. Mother Hill and, and, and Sister Terry, Sister Ife. We were all in the same place. And I was, I was gifted a Rolex in the box, everything. I'm telling you, God's favor is just bananas. So easily have to receive, freely give. So I've given Rolexes away. But Lord, I'm like, I, 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 I want to be with you. So I'm good. Spare my daughter's life and I'm good. You know, Trish did. You know, that just goes without saying. Right? Sometimes we get it, what we want. Sometimes we don't. But here's what God always wants. Am I going to get the glory whether you get what you want or not? Am I going to get the glory? Think it not strange, Brian. You put your name in here. Think it not strange. When, when these fiery darts come upon you, which come to try you, people talking about you, a saying your name, A-S-S-Y, a say, it means to set on fire. That, that, that's how you separate gold from the dross from all the other stuff that's in it. All right? You try. It comes to separate. All right, and we want to blame Satan for everything. But, but what, what if God allows things just to see how you're going to react? How are you going to react to I told you last week, when you walk into a room and everybody's laughing and chopping it up, and these are your, your male peers, and there's one chair, everybody, literally everyone was standing and, and like a theater, and I, was in the, I, was, I wasn't in the middle. I was in the front and all the men were behind me, and I'm hearing voices of them assailing my name, giving every grief, every issue negatively that they had. But only two men, only two men came to my defense out of more than a dozen. And God said, shut up. God didn't come to my defense. God didn't shut the mouth like he did the lion in, in Daniel and the, three, the, and the three Hebrew boys in, in the lion's den. God didn't shut their mouths. Amen. A halo didn't, didn't come over my head. The, 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 the room didn't light up with the glory of God. <laughs> no, God says, shut up. That was a test. That was a test to see what was in my heart. To see what was in my heart. God said, fret, Proverbs, fret not thyself for evildoers. It doesn't mean they're evil. It just means that as Christians, sometimes we do evil things. As a Christian, I've done evil things. Thank God for forgiveness. But that day, God said, sit down and shut up. Literally, shut your mouth. And the next time I opened my mouth, it was to ask the gentlemen that were there, and I use that term loosely, gentlemen, for some. The next words that came out of my mouth was to ask them to forgive me. That was it. That was it. There was nothing after that. There was, there was no glory. I, I didn't leave out and there was a brand new car in the parking lot that miraculously showed up with, with the Hill name on it, N nothing. And then God kind of instructed me, don't even say anything. I didn't tell my wife for six months, let my mother, 
They didn't, I don't think my mother knew for like a year later, six months later. My own wife didn't know for, the only people who knew what was in that room. Now, if they told it, whatever they told, that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I came to mentor some of those men that were in that room. Hmm. Hmm. They tempted me by my own flesh to get a negative reaction. But God, God tried me to see what was in my heart. So we could be tempted and we could be tried in the same act. It's just a matter of which one you react to determines if it's a temptation, if you fail the temptation, or if you pass the test. Whoa, there's got to be a part three. I already told you there's a part three coming. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That's John 4 and 1. So the scriptures I just read to you, 1 Corinthians 3 and 13, 1 Peter 4 and 12, and 1 John 4 and 1. Mm. I don't know if we're having fun or not, but the time is, time is escaping us. First, so let me read 1 John 4 and 1 again. Once again, your study Bible may have something like try the spirits or test every spirit. 1 John 4 and 1. I hope, I hope you're flipping pages with me, your electronic Bibles. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try, test the spirits whether they be, whether they are of God, semicolon, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Mm -hmm. Woo, questions or comments? You can text me on my phone. Text me later. But you can text me, call me, hit up a brother. I, 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 this, is, this is my passion. I love talking about this. You have a revelation, I'll learn from it. And together, what, 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 new, what, 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 what new unfoldments come out? What, what, what unfolds? What revelations, what knowledge unfolds when, when, when two or three or four or five or 10 sit around a round table drinking coffee and donuts and just talking about the scriptures? It's amazing some of the things that come out of that. The experiences, I tell my experience, you tell your experience, and we grow. Iron sharpens iron, we grow from it. Let's give God praise. I'm going to transition into the tempt, temptation. All right. I'm going to leave you to look up the Webster's Dictionary. This is Bible study. The second word is study. All right. It's not for me to tell you everything. It's for you to study on your own. There should be some, there, there should, this should spark internal dialogue and, and a zeal for you to continue studying. Is that all right? Kingdom Academy. The last three or four weeks has just simply been just off the chain. It's been so good. My gosh. And it's just sparked my interest of, I have to discipline myself not to, number one, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for, for SOS, service on Sunday. But then I want to pull up my cell phone and go to this scripture. But I know it's going to happen. 
I'll hit this scripture, go to that scripture. Before I know it, I'm not, I'm not getting dressed and I'm not even on the subject that Elder Walter or Elder Karen uh, 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 Howard is on. All right. So let me let me show up this for later and do, let, let me do my own private study later. All right. So I can stay on topic with them. Fantastic. Fantastic. I pray you continue to be encouraged to continue to move forward this Sunday. SOS third Sunday. Elder Carlene Lacey. Amen. Uh, God has her on a mission. God has her on an assignment for third Sundays. Amen. And we all know how blessed we are because of that. The richness, the depthness, the 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 breadth, um, uh, uh, the 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 what God had, the gifts that God has, the supernatural gifts that God has placed in Dr. Carlene Lacey. It it expands. Uh, it expands the experience of the Word of God. It 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 uh, 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 it, it it stretches and makes room for everyone listening. Eight to eighty, blind, crippled. Not crazy, all right? Or a little, little, little bit of cray, a little, little bit of cray, cray, all right? To have an experience with the Word of God. Woo, is that all right? God bless you. That was a shameless shout out for, for Sunday. Be there or be square, but be round, all right? And come out 43, 26, you know, Faye Road. 9.30 to 10.30, live, Kingdom Academy, the aforementioned Howards, uh, um, uh, 11 a.m. service on Sunday. God bless you. The, the Greek word for temptation or to tempt means to experience a trial, to try to prove in either a good or a bad sense. Um, once again, the word test and temptation, especially in the New Testament, are interchangeable. Once again, it's the goal. It, it, it's the goal and the choices that we make that determine whether it's a good or it's good or bad. All right. But there's some easy ways. I think we're going through the scriptures. Hezekiah, God said God left him to try him. Satan hadn't Satan wasn't in that. What was in his heart? It, Satan had what he was born with. We're born with this flesh. With this, we're born with this skin called flesh. And we born, we're born with the old man. We're born angry. We're born to lie. Look at a one and a half year old, one year old. They can't even talk yet. And and if they broke something, they almost look guilty. Two years old. You don't have to teach a child how to lie, but you have to teach a child how to tell the truth, because we are inherently born in sin. I know that's the truth, isn't it? That's a truth. You don't have to teach a child to lie. But you have to teach a child to tell the truth. You have to teach a child to be a truth, to be a bearer of truth. Just let a child grow in the best household, the best loving, nurturing, caring household. But a child will naturally lie. That will be the first inclination, the vase, or the vase, but a vase for y'all fancy folk. They break it or a dish. Three years old, their first inclination is even. Did you beg? Children need to be taught the law of righteousness. We are children of disobedience. 
when we come into this marvelous light, we must be taught. We must be taught how to live according to God's righteousness as now children of light, now children of obedience. The a temptation, I want you to write this down. A temptation is a solicitation to sin. A temptation, quote unquote, a temptation A temptation is a solicitation to sin, unquote. How many times have you ever gone into, especially like a restaurant or any, any, any place of business that is open to the public? There's two signs that are very familiar. We don't even blink an eye when we see it. It's like, oh, my God, huh? they had the nerve, the audacity to put that sign up. No, there's two signs that are usually posted that are so synonymous with a public business, restaurant, retail shop. All right. They're ubiquitous. They're ubiquitous. We don't we don't even we don't even think twice about it. One is one is no public restrooms. And there's usually a circle with a line through it, like like it'll, it'll, it'll have a circle with a line through it. And then it'll have like shirt, like a shirt and they'll have a pair of shoes. So it means you have to have a pair of shoes and you have to have a shirt on to come into this business. But here's another sign, especially in restaurants that you see. No solicitation. No solicitation. So, uh, um, if someone can post the dictionary meaning of the word solicitation, all right, a temptation is a solicitation to sin. All right, and if you post it, that'll allow me to move much faster along here. As that's being posted, I want to <clears throat> a few points here on temptation. God is never the source of temptation. God is never, ever, ever, ever the source of temptation. If we've said it in the past, God forgives you. You know, we said it out of ignorance, but let's not now, you know, um, uh, uh, um, um, now, once we gain knowledge, now we can't walk in darkness anymore. And we can't say little cute quotes and stuff that now we know them to be false. Just plain false, untrue. 
God tempted me and I passed the test. God is tempted, will go through and, and, uh, and almost to legitimize, um, to validate why we're going through. God is just tempting me. But, I, but this too shall pass. Now, God may be trying you, but God is not tempting you. How do we know this? James 13 and 17. Somebody post that real quick. Solicit, solicitation. All right. When a male or female, um, a prostitute may be arrested and part of the charge may have the word in it soliciting or or satil or or uh solicit soliciting i'm just going to give you some hints here because i got you got to work a little bit you you, you know you got you got to put some time into this bible study too all right to solicit all right remember god cannot be tempted nor does god tempt any man well let's just read it all right point number one God is never the source of temptation. James chapter 1, 13 through 17. Ah, this is just, this is, this is so good. This is good. This is good. This is so be- much better than Campbell's soap. Mmm, good. It's going to clear up a lot of stuff for us. And don't allow folk to tell you what God is doing. Job spent all that time listening to his three friends. And at the end of the day, at the end of the night, in, in, in the middle of at the end of the middle of the day, God Job had to forgive his friends. And Job 42 ends with, and when Job forgave his friends, huh, God restored unto him double all of his mice, roaches, cats, dogs, chickens, sheep, goats, zebras, giraffes, whatever Job had. The only thing God didn't, and he, and, he, and he restored his wealth, doubled his wealth. The only thing God didn't restore is his wife. All right? Because the Bible didn't say that she died. The Bible says she left him. So we can assume that, that, that because she didn't die, she just left him. Your wife can leave you. Your husband can leave you, but you're still married. You can't just go doing what you want to do. Right? You need an annulment. You need a divorce. You need a writ of divorce. Now, you still can't do, you still can't, you know, do to do whatever you want to do to do with, to do, when you do to do, do what to do, do, to do, with the do that you do the do with. You still have to date and sin not. You still, <laughs> woo. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. I don't want to lose y'all. James chapter 1, 13 through 17. Let King James, this is just as raw as it gets. Brother Napoleon, glad, glad y'all, uh, 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 Sister Esther, uh, Brother Michael, I'm glad y'all are back from, from, uh, uh, from our, from our brothers right next door to us, our brothers and sisters right next door to us in Mexico, Cancun, Cancun. Thank you for, I don't know if that was a test or, 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 or I don't know if you were tempting us or trying us, but we just didn't need to know it was 80 degrees in Cancun. We just didn't need, we just didn't need to know that. We just didn't need to know. But 
love you anyway. You know, I love you. I have to love you. And I respect you and honor you. But next time, just don't, just don't say anything. If you're not, if y'all not, Sister Esther, if you can't get some group tickets for all of us to go where y'all go, then don't be, then don't be up here telling us it's 80 degrees. All grinning and smiling, Brother Napoleon, with your beautiful smile, your inviting, uh, 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 your inviting smile. Uh, um, I just, I just wanted to jump through the screen and just be with y'all, but I, 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 I couldn't. Maybe that was my test. Ooh, maybe that was my test not to be bitter. So, Brother Napoleon, I love you, and forgive me of my sins for being mad at you for being in eighty degrees. Okay, James, first chapter, verse 7, 13 through 17. Give me a minute. Whew. Okay. I love drama, right? It's like, <laughs> let no man say when I am tempted, your King James now has in quotes, let no man say when I am tempted, quote, I am tempted of God. It can't, you know, uh, I started all this discourse with Brother Napoleon. I want my stuff uncut. This is, the King James is uncut. The King James causes us to study. Nothing wrong with different versions. I use them, but, but, but the King James causes us to fast. The King James causes, I'm looking at these emojis. Y'all stop, I'm laughing, y'all stop. I don't even, <laughs> leave him alone. Leave him alone, y'all. Let no man say, let Brian say, let not Brian say, quote unquote, when I am tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot tempt Brian with evil. Neither tempt God any man. This is uncut, y'all. This is, this hasn't been stepped on. I know this is a horrible example. But there's no, there's no baby powder. There's no talcum powder. <laughs> there's, there's, there, it, right, right. There's no baking soda. This is uncut, y'all. This is a hundred percent pure. All right. Dove soap can't even step to this. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent pure. This is one hundred percent pure. God, let no man, let no woman, let no believer say when he or she is tempted, quote unquote, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. So now we know that, 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 that temptation the source of temptation is evil. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean Satan because you and I were born in sin and shape and in iniquity. So we have evil. We, we have the ability to produce evil w w without Satan prompting us. That's why we need a rebirth. That's why we need to be born again because we were born and we were, we were born in evil. Evil is inherent in the human experience. And that's why we need the new birth through Christ. God is holy, so evil cannot tempt him. God is not a man 
so he cannot lust. God is also not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. So there's a lot of things that God cannot do. There's a lot of things that God can do, and he either will or he won't do. Right? But there are some things that God simply cannot do. He doesn't have the ability to do. He doesn't have the ability to do it. He doesn't have the ability to sin. He doesn't have the ability to lust. He doesn't have the ability to tempt. He doesn't have the ability to lie. He doesn't have the ability to be deceitful. He doesn't have the ability to fornicate. Hmm. He doesn't have the ability to spread rumors. Verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And you can swap out enticed for deceived, encouraged. Um, you know, we teach our children for the last 800 years, don't take candy from strangers. Well, why do we tell our children that? Because someone with nefarious motives, someone with evil motives, entices children with candy. And a child will likely at least entertain it because the because um, um, because the the lust of a child, the strong desire, lust just simply means strong desire. The desire of a child, the strong desire is to want candy. I'm just using this example. So the child right leaves the front yard or the child will 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 get in a, or get near a van i know this is this is kind of sensitive but come on this is this is real talk so the child will go near a van when the parent has told them over and over don't take don't even talk to strangers don't take candy from strangers don't 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 leave my side stay right here we're out in the, we're, we're we're at a barbecue backyard barbecue at a neighbor's house. We, we don't know the neighbors that well. We don't, we're or a strange neighborhood. Maybe we're out of town at a family reunion and you give, you spend 12 hours going from your city to the city of your family reunion, instructing your children on how to behave. I'm sorry, the Bible, <laughs> right? Through this journey in life from our new birth experience, salvation, accepting Jesus Christ to the time of our going home to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's giving us instruction on how to live and not be captured, not, not be drawn away of our own lust. So Romans tells us, uh, the first four chapters of Romans basically tells us how to die to the members of our flesh so that when temptation comes, we don't have the desire for it. I, don't have, I used to smoke weed. I don't have the desire to smoke weed. I used to smoke cigarettes. God, God has taken the desire of cigarettes away from me. But some of these are learned, they're learned lusts. But what about sex? It's inherent in us. It's a command. But God gave us the parameters. Woo. He gave us the guardrails to live by. One man, one woman. Christ said, Christ, Christ, Christ said, uh, 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 
like two days in a row, I had a question. One, one I got a phone call 11 o'clock at night. The other one, uh, the, the next day, by noon the next day, two questions. Uh, I'm divorced, two different, two different persons. I'm divorced and I'm a Christian. And now I'm being challenged that I can't remarry. Well, let's go to the scriptures. You called Hill, but Hill's not going to give you my commentary. Let's go to see what the Bible says. Let's go to what Jesus said. Jesus said, the only wrong divorce is when you put away your wife or you put away your husband because of the lust you have for another woman or another man. God said, that's the illegal divorce. And I broke down Joseph. Mary was a virgin, right? And he was espoused or they were engaged, all right? And one of the promises that a father makes to his potential son-in-law is that my daughter is a virgin. Now, these are days gone past. Talking about Joseph and Mary. So now Mary's pregnant. The Bible says that Joseph went to the court, went to, went, went to the Syracuse courthouse, went to the L.A. courthouse, went to the Atlanta courthouse, and put in a, the Bible says a writ, R-I-T-E, but, but filed for divorce. Well, God never rebuked Joseph for the divorce. Why? See, we're listening to so much. I'm a little off topic, but let me hit this while I'm here. We're listening to people, the Catholic Church, and it's something just nonsense. And but because we don't study the Bible, and because, and I don't mean you personally, because you're here now, but the body of Christ, we don't discipline ourselves to sit down to be taught by the fivefold ministry, and we listen to folk talking. Amen. Folk that have been divorced three times. How in the world can they tell you about divorce? Somebody's never been married. They're giving you marital advice. Ooh, it's tight, but it's right. God never rebuked Joseph for putting in the divorce. He came to him in a dream and he said, you can go ahead with this if you want to, but I'm letting you know that the child that Mary bears is mine. And I want you, if you want to get along with me, and if you want your life to go well, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, obey God and keep your wife. That's my child, but I want you to raise him as your own. That's God incarnate. The rest of the scriptures we never read where Joseph ever brought up divorce again. They married. Jesus was born the first of their children, God incarnate, and they went on to have other children. How do we know? Because the very book we're reading from right now, James, in the New Testament, is the biological brother of Christ. Mary and Joseph went on to have sons and daughters. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15. Then when lust has conceived, we just talked about conceived earlier. Since we're here, let's hit it. You want to hear it? Here we go. All right. Let's stop falling for the banana in the tailpipe. As I've been saying, of course, of course, God's grace and mercy. Of course, of course, God has grace and mercy when a, when a, when a, when a mother and an unborn child, when there's, when there's, when there's, uh, medical danger, when the life of one is in danger. Uh, of, of course, I, we should still seek God. You know, there's a saying, and I love it, it's better to, it's better to 
it's better to ask approval than seek forgiveness. It's not after the abortion that we start. Let's do it before, while compunction is going on, while, 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 our, while the Holy Spirit is, is talking to us. Let's give in to that. Let's, let's, let's give in and ask God to lead and guide us. And a medical abortion because of, med- because of medical conditions might be warranted. I, who am I in a position to say that? But what I am in a position to say that, 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 that so often is the case, abortion is a form of birth control. That's where God has an issue. Since 1973, since Roe versus Wade, federal, the federal law lifted off of abortion. 63 million souls have been aborted before they ever breached their mother's womb. 63 million. Verse 15, James 1. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin can bring forth physical death. People can die in the, in the, uh, um, uh, while robbing a bank. People can, people have died in the midst of fornication or adultery or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Why was you in the club, Deacon? Why? Right? But most important, that's the ultimate. But what is likely is that when we are drawn away, when temptation draws us away by the desires that we already have in our heart that we haven't dealt with, somebody says something bad about you, and the lust inside of us, we are, we are drawn away by the desire to retort, to strike back with our evil tongue and to lash out and to, and to return evil for evil, to go online and talk nasty and, and, and blah, 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 or gossip. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, eh, come on, y'all. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. What about the death? What about the death of your soul? You're living, but you're yet dead. You have gone back to your original state of being born in sin and shaped in iniquity. First Peter one and four. I gotta move. I gotta move. I have to move. move I have to move. First uh, Peter one and four. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let me read first. Let me read second Peter one and four again, second Peter one through four. We, we just, we just read in, in, in James, the first chapter, verse 15, 14 and 15. I'm going to read 14 and 15 again in James, but every man is tempted when he, this is, this is the definition of temptation. It is anything that appeals. It's not from God because God can't tempt. 
God cannot be tempted, nor can God tempt any man. Let no man say, when I am tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted, nor can, nor can God tempt any man. He has the inability. He just can't do it. I can't dunk a basketball. I just can't. Maybe a trampoline, but by natural means, I cannot dunk a basketball at a regulation rim, 10 feet. I, I just can't. Why am I tripping over it? God's like, why are you telling me? Why are you putting stuff on me that I didn't do? God is tempting me. God's not tempting you, bro. God's not tempting you, sis. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15. Then when lust has conceived, given birth, it bringeth forth sin. Sin is the result. Sin is the result of when we acknowledge lust and when we answer to lust, when we give into lust, when we give into anger, when we give into gossip, when we, I'm going to leave the big sins alone, adultery, murder, I'm going to leave out. But what about, what about character assassination? Somebody did something to you. So you're going to, you're going to return evil for evil. You are in, you are, you now God may have allowed you to hear it as a test to see what's in your heart. But you fail it when the test becomes a temptation and you react not out of your born-again spirit, but out of your old flesh. I'm coming for you. You want smoke? Smoke's coming. You mess with the wrong, you mess with the wrong one today. This is a believer's talking, and we hear these conversations all the time. Come for me? You better, you, you better, you coming for the king? You better kill the king. It's amazing some of the stuff that comes out of our mouth as believers. And when temptation, when we're drawn away by our own lust and enticed, then when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, the result of sin is death. Now, 2 Peter 1 and 4 brings it home, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises, you and I might be partakers of the divine nature. We're still living the divine nature here on earth by the born again experience, the Nicodemus experience and the divine nature. When God says, well done, my good and faithful servant, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hmm. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 16, still in 1 Peter. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. A test. God trying you is a good gift and a perfect gift that is from above, that cometh down from the Father of lights. What we have to, what we, what we trip up is the temptation that comes from our flesh that is fueled by the corruption that comes from beneath, by the father of darkness, Satan, the father of lies. 
First Corinthians 10 and 13. Uh, the time is escaping us. We'll, 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 uh, well, we'll go into next week and we're coming toward the end of the year. First Corinthians 10 and 13. There hath no temptation taken you. There has, there hath no temptation. There is no temptation that has taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Now, temptation doesn't come from God, but God certainly sees it. But will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> what, what did Second Peter 1 and 4 say? having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, but will with the temptation to draw us away by enticing us by our own flesh, God will make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. There are some temptations we just got to go through. Can I be, can, can, can I, whoo, we're just going to have enough time to figure this out tonight. There are, there are, there are believers who struggle with homosexuality and they may struggle with it the rest of their lives. Well, pastor, how can you say that? That's an abomination. That's false doctrine. If you're, if you're, if you're born again, you're born again. Okay my heterosexual brother and sister. Saved, sanctified, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. <laughs> and that with fire. Can you look at me with a straight face and never say that, I don't care if you've been married 180 years and the best thing that ever happened to you since Campbell's soup, since sliced bread, that you have never had a thought or tempted See, the temptation is not the sin. It's when we're drawn away from the doctrine of God, from what we've been taught by our own lust. Is when the word of God in us and the discipline of the word of God doesn't shut, doesn't shut off the voices in our head or we, go, or we don't go to the throne of grace. or we don't ask the supervisor to move my cubicle because every time I come in, you know, tall, dark, and handsome has wind song stayed on my mind. I think that was an Avon commercial for wind song. Come on, brothers. If you're from the seventies, before we had obsession, before we had Dracar, we had, we had wind song. All right. Uh, 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 man's cologne by, by, um, <laughs> by Avon. Mother Hill used to sell Avon. So my first real cologne was one song. Once I hit obsession, Calvin Klein, that was just. <laughs> there is no temptation taken to you, but is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you, can, you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. 
every male that has blood rushing through his body, every female, because it takes two to tango, that has blood rushing through their body, there may come a time and likely will come a time that you will be tempted by the opposite sex. And that's just what you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. So why wouldn't a man or woman who has a natural fleshly inclination for the same sex? Now they are born again, blood washed, but because they still live in the old man from time to time, who's to say, is, how likely is it that from time to time, brother such and such is going to have a natural fleshly attraction to such and such? Hmm. That's why our wives always get quiet when we, when brothers talk, when the men talk in their sleep. Because they know who we're attracted to. They know what type of woman. Some like healthy, some like tall, skinny, short, health, whatever it is. But they know. <laughs> a, a woman knows when they see a woman with their body type, with their skin type, with their hair type, with, that if I'm attracted to you, that is likely you'll be attracted to them. But there's a discipline. There's a temptation factor that we don't give into. Christ was tempted in all manner, but did no sin. And no guile or deceit was found in his mouth. Our time is up. Oh my gosh, are we having a good time? Oh my goodness. Oh, let, let me sneak in two scriptures real quick. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 and 1 Peter 2 and 24, 2nd chapter 22 through 24. You can always come back and watch this. For he hath made him Christ to be sin for us who knew no sin. I just said it, that he, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 2, 22 through 24. Now I'm going to pray. 1 Peter, 2nd chapter 22 through 24. Who did no sin, once again, neither was guile or deceit found in his mouth. 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he, Christ, suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. God, 24. Who, his own self, bare our sins. He bore our sins in his own fleshly body on the tree, on the cross. That we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. That's it. I have a few more scriptures here, but uh, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Uh, I'm going to leave it here on Facebook so you can come back uh, in your own study. So we come back next week. We can be ahead of the game. Hebrews, the second chapter, verses 14 through 18. And then Revelation, third chapter, verse 10. All right? And, uh, and, um, um, and let me leave you with three points on temptation. Now, point number one, God is never the source of temptation. Point number two, there is no temptation we cannot bear. We just read that. But he will give a way of escape that through the temptation we may be able to bear it. And then point number three, Christ is our example of temptation without sin. If we sin and when we sin, we have an advocate of the Father and we don't let the Son go down on our wrath. 
but it is possible for us to be tempted and not be drawn away by our own lust and enticed. That when we are, that when this happens, that when sin has become a full-grown baby, that we take the chance of severing our faith. God is never the source of temptation, number one. There is no temptation we cannot bear, number two. You can make it right now. I don't care what your temptation is right now. You can make it. Christ is our example of temptation without sin, number three. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for, even as your word, we pray right out of your word, those that are listening, perpetuity, as long as the earth remaineth, there'll be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, day and night. Lord, we pray that, that, that you, that when temptation comes, that as you deem appropriate, as you deem appropriate, as you deem appropriate, just as Job wanted to tempt us, just as Satan wanted to, wanted to, to tempt Job. But God tried him by removing the hedge. It was a temptation to Job from Satan, but it was a test from God. God said, I know what's in his heart. I've tried him before. I know what's in his heart. And your request, he won't curse his day. His wife will curse his day, curse, curse, curse the days, but his wife won't. And Job passed the test. You can pass the test too. I don't care what you're going through right now. God's got your back. God's on your side. God's rooting for you. The heavenly host is rooting for you right now, brother. The heavenly host is rooting for you right now, sister. You don't have to steal. Brother, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. We don't have to have guile in, our, in us. We don't have to have deceit in us. We don't have to be underhanded. We don't have to cheat on our taxes. We are children of God and heaven waiting for us. And not only is heaven waiting for us, but heaven is rooting on us while we're here right now. We have this entire word, Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. That's showing us how to do this thing. Christ said he is, he, uh, he, he is passing to the heavens. And he was tempted in all like manner, but no sin was found in him. And even though deceit was in him, you and I can live that same life. In the event, even the event that we do, even the event that we do mess up, even if our flesh may win the battle. Woo! But forgiveness causes us to win the war. I call you champions today. God calls you overcomers today. God says you've got a prize for passing the test. Woo! And God says you've got mercy and grace to endure the temptation. Woo! I feel God. I feel something rising up right now in the name of Jesus. We speak victory into your life today and speak encouragement into your life today. Don't fail. Don't give up. Amen. Don't, 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 don't let yourself down. Uh, forgive yourself. Of, of, of our past. Amen. Because God has already forgiven you. He's not only in your corner, but he's the one holding up all the four corners of our lives. Father, tonight we celebrate you. We love you. We look to the hills which cometh our 
strength. Forgive us of all of our sins. Cleanse us of all iniquity. I pray that there's someone listening tonight that does not know the God that we're talking about, this merciful God who will try our hearts to give us a prize so we can go to the next grade. We can go from, 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 from elementary to junior high, from junior high to senior high, from senior high to, to college, from, from two-year, uh, 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 from JUCO to the four-year university, from four-year to, uh, to our master's, from our master's to our doctorate, to our doctorate, doctorate to the mastery of everything that our school teacher, the Holy Spirit, is teaching us in the name of Jesus. I speak salvation into your life. Raise your hands right now and ask the Father of lights, God, to forgive you of your sins and ask him to sit and be the crown of your heart and your mind and your body and your soul. Ask God to come into your life. Ask God and he shall forgive you of your sins. And the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you unto truth. Find a Bible teaching like this, what you just heard tonight. We're scattered all over the globe. Amen. Amen. And begin to sow, not only financially. You can sow into this word tonight. If it's touched you, if it's rocked you, sow into this word right now. Amen. 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 But, but, but sow in the spirit of your heart. Give of yourself. Sacrifice of your heart. Make the sacrifices of praise tonight. I love you. God bless you. This is the second week. We went a little over. Amen. It was up to me. Bible study would be four hours. And, um, and I know there'd be two or three that would hang out. Amen. But God bless you. We love you. This Saturday, this Saturday at base camp, 43, 26, 42, 26, 95, 87, Fay Road, Syracuse, New York. Google it. Amen. Uh, uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. is our annual Christmas program. Our youth has a wonderful, wonderful program. We open at 3, the doors will be open at 2.30. Our program starts from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Our mistress of ceremony, our MC, is our own Deaconess Chartiste Rivers. We are in for a wonderful time. Our musicians, our wonderful praise team, praise and worship will go forth. Amen. And we're going to have a wonderful time. Then we will meet Sunday morning right at base camp. Amen. 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Kingdom Academy Sunday School, live, in person, in on campus, or online. And then at 11 a.m., if you visit, just hang out. Go into the library. We'll tell you where it is. There's fruit. There, there's fruit and, 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 and vegetable trays. Uh, there's coffee. There's juice. Whatever, whatever you need. Stay for a half hour. Join us online, virtually, or in person at 11 a.m. Is that all right? For service on Sunday, SOS, amen. And Dr. Carlene Lacey, the word of God is in her mouth and she will open her mouth and bring forth the word of God, amen. God bless you, we love you as we leave this place, but never ever from your presence. Watch over us and keep us until we meet again. In Jesus' name, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Woo. God bless you. We love you. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Giveify app by downloading Giveify using your iOS 
or Android device and search The King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIFT to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hill Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room. And we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.